This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. ES Audio. Hi, I'm John Weeks. This is the Evening Standards Tech and Science Daily, and this is The Science of Love. To find out about the science behind how and why we love and how modern day love is changing, we thought, who better to speak to than the person who literally wrote the book on love? There isn't a single answer to the question, what is love? Because love is really, really complicated. My name's Dr. Anna Machen. I'm an evolutionary anthropologist who studies the science of love. Dr. Anna Machen's been researching the evolution of love as well as the behavioural, physiological, neural and biological ways that love affects us as humans. So let's start with what we can't see, what goes on inside the brain. Well, we actually mostly do what's known as fMRI scanning. So people have probably had an MRI if they've been in hospital. It's slightly different to that because it allows us to see brain activity. So we shove you in a tube, I'm afraid. And um, some of it's simply pictures and seeing how people react to pictures. Sometimes we use moving images. There are some very lucky people, I haven't been able to do this, that have two-person MRI scanners. So you can actually look at brains of, of, of for example, two lovers while they're holding hands or something like that. And that's really amazing because touch is one of the things that really underpins love. So it's very much a, a looking at what's actually actively happening in the brain. So there's a set of four neurochemicals, which are like the cocktail of love. And they are oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin and beta endorphin. And they all come in and out at different stages, depending whether you're in that sort of attraction, lustful stage or in the long term sort of companionate love stage. And then obviously you've got the activity in the brain. So which bits of the brain light up when you are in love? And we can now very much say that there is a, a fingerprint of love, that if you look at a brain scan and all the bits are lighting up in the right way, you can go, oh yes, that person is in love. One area in particular is known as the dopaminergic circuits, which is a circuit in the brain that lights up when you're doing something you enjoy. So you would get it if you, you know, ate some really yummy chocolate, if you like chocolate, for example. But you also see it in love alongside all these other bits of the brain. And then in the outer areas of the brain, it's actually the front of your brain that's lighting up, the prefrontal orbitofrontal cortex, which is under your forehead. 
And that's, that's where all your social skills are, like empathy and trust and reciprocity and all those sorts of things. And we see that area of the brain lighting up as well. But it turns out there's more to love than simply what does light up inside the brain. It's not the bits that are working, it's the bits that aren't working, <laughs> particularly when you first fall in love. So there's a bit of the brain known as the mentalising area of the brain, which is the ability to tell what someone's going to do next. It's kind of a mind reading bit. And uh, it's really important in relationships because it's the bit that allows you to spot like a cheat or a liar, that you look at someone and you go, mm, yeah, actually, you're, I actually don't trust what you're about to do. When you first fall in love, that bit shuts down. So technically, love is actually blind because you're going into this with that really important bit of your brain not really working very well. So you're not good at the start of a relationship at spotting somebody who maybe isn't that good for you, actually, which is why you can be right really happy and all your friends are going, oh, no, this is, this is not a good move. But outside of the brain, what other signs does the body give off when you fall in love? The thing about love is it's a highly physiological experience as well. So there's a lot going on in your brain, but I think, you know, you probably know... If you fancy someone, you know, your heart beats faster, you maybe get sweaty palms, we know that your pupils will dilate. And maybe that gut sensation when you, your body is trying to say to you, actually, do you know what, this isn't a good move, might be part of that, certainly. That might be, a, you know, that can be an impact of cortisol, for, so, for example, which is your stress hormone. So it might be that actually you, the other bits of your body, even though your brain can't tell they're not very good, is trying to say something to you. Coming up. How has social media and our culture of instant gratification changed the way we find romantic partners? People really do expect today for there to be instant chemistry. And if there's no instant chemistry, that's it. We're not compatible. Why not hit follow and give us a rating during the break? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back. Now, before you send your lover a cute message with a heart emoji, take a second to think about how the way we love has changed thanks to things like apps and social media. It doesn't affect the fundamental biology or psychology of love. Now, that's very ancient and it would take a lot more than an assault by social media to change that. What it has actually changed is the way people expect to meet somebody and also how much commitment they will give to that search. I think in the old days, because the pool was much smaller, in a way, there wasn't as much to choose from. So in one sense, that was easier. People didn't prevaricate quite so much. And secondly, you probably gave someone a bit more of a chance when you were on a date with them. I think these days, because you always think there's another person, if you flick, that might be better, you don't necessarily give people maybe the chance they need. And people really do expect today for there to be instant chemistry. And if there's no instant chemistry, that's it, we're not compatible. I mean, I've known people who think they can assess that in 20 minutes and have had four dates in one day because of it. So is our culture of instant gratification and quick dopamine fixes making us miss out on potentially good relationships? While the chemistry is important, for some people that chemistry takes time to come. And that chemistry doesn't come from instant physical attraction. It actually comes, for example, from 
how incredibly sexy you think their brain is. So do they talk about wonderful things? Are they funny? All those sorts of things. And that's a little bit more of a slow burn. So I think it's changed the way we select and it's changed the timetable of our dating in terms of how long we're likely to give someone before we think nope and move on. Now, there's a lot of talk these days about algorithms used by websites to determine what to show you. But it turns out our brains have their own unique and powerful algorithms too when it comes to dating. What triggers the rush of oxytocin and dopamine, which are the two chemicals that underpin lust, is this algorithm. And it's looking at things like signs of good health, signs of fertility, because even though you know, you're just meeting this person, what your brain's evolved to do is, is this person a good mating partner? So it's looking for signs of all good health, for example, and that'll be in their body shape, in the pallor of the skin, in the way they move. Women can smell genetic incompatibility or compatibility. So even though you don't know you're doing it, you're giving them a good old smell and your brain is going, oh, they smell a bit off. And if they smell a bit off, that suggests that they're too genetically close to you. So you don't want to go out with them. You're listening to what they're saying. And that's because what they're saying is going to tell you so much about the power of their brain. Are they intelligent? Are they cognitively flexible? You know, are they funny? Are they creative? All the things you want your kids to have. So what happens if the person matches what your brain's algorithm is looking for? If for you, they all tick that algorithmic box in your head, then this flood of oxytocin and dopamine hits your brain. You feel hugely motivated and hugely confident about going to talk to them and, and off you go, basically. So the algorithm is really, really important. And it's, it's a nanosecond thing, but it's really critical. So how does this special brain algorithm work? when you're chatting to someone online or through an app. The way we assess whether someone's good for us is a highly sensory experience. You don't know you're doing it, but all your senses are taking in all this information when you meet someone for the first time, running the most amazing algorithm, which no dating website will ever be able to match, and then spitting out the yes or no answer. So you have to get in the room with them as soon as you can, really, and allow your brain to do what it's evolved to do, which is be this dating machine and select this person for you. So those are my two tips. Limit your messages and try to get in the room with them as soon as you know obviously safely but as soon as you can so that you allow your brain free reign to do what it's good at you are up to date come back at four o'clock for the leader podcast for the latest news from the evening standard we will be back tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock see you then